0: Next thing you know, one of the tops to those Russian all trees just starts shaking and thrashing real bad. I mean, this thing moved in such stealth that I didn't hear it until it uh, took three steps and it was right up on me. Because I could see him; he was eyeballing where that pistol was in that holster.
1: This is the Crypto Creatures Podcast. I am Brian, and with me as always is my co-host Todd. What's going on, buddy? Hey man, not too much. How you doing, bud? Oh, I'm excited. I'm excited about this show.
2: As always, I'm excited too, man. Every show is exciting. We talk yeah. to these guys, these people who've had encounters. I love listening to their stories and, and what happened oh, yeah, to them and try to yeah. imagine it in my mind uh, as they're telling the story and, and yeah, you kind and of we, picture it in your head, don't you?
1: Seems we learn something new every single time. As always. So, it's always fun
2: and if anyone's out there who's had an encounter and they want to come talk to us and be on our show please get a hold of us you can email us at info at cryptidcreatures.co you can get a hold of us on Facebook uh, at cryptidcreatures uh, Instagram cryptid underscore creatures anywhere else Brian they can reach out to us on Twitter Twitter okay. right so we're out there guys get in touch with us please uh Please let us know if you've seen something and you want to come on and talk. But uh, let's not waste yep. any more time. We're gonna bring yeah, Zach let's get on, on tonight. Let's do this. Zach is uh, again from southern southern Illinois and has a lot going on down there. So let's, a lot let's going bring him on. Down on. There. You ready, man? Here yep, we go. I'm ready. Zach, welcome to the show, man. Thanks so much for coming on.
0: Ah, uh, pleasure.
2: We're,
1: yeah, we're excited to have
2: you. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Zach, you uh you are in uh, southern Illinois area. And you've had some interesting encounters going on since you were a child. Um, why don't you um, just go ahead and break in and start talking about those and tell us about your upbringing and all that good stuff. Give us a little you know, preliminary story before and then what happened. And...
0: Sure thing. Uh, well, as you can tell by my surroundings, I live in the middle of nowhere. I live on a <laughs> cattle ranch in uh, rural Williamson County in Southern Illinois. I've been involved in the cattle business since I was five years old and then I'm a fifth generation cattle farmer to start off. And that's me in a nutshell, first and foremost. Um, I'm a referee, retired pro wrestler um, for Southern Illinois. I am now a full-time referee for independent pro wrestling promotions around Southern Illinois and Kentucky, Indiana and Missouri and um cool i uh i'm an outdoorsman i love to hunt i love to fish i love to camp i love to hike explore i love to travel and um that's just me in a nutshell but it all starting off whenever um growing up you know i was always interested in the unknown and um I mean, it's all started whenever I started, you know, watching Monster Quest on the History Channel back in two thousand seven yeah. and two thousand six, and um, it really didn't click because I, like I said, I had my first encounter back in August of two thousand and four, whenever I was nine years old. That was long before Monster Quest come out, and um, what happened it didn't Start, you know, and it didn't start clicking mm-hmm. then. Um, until, I uh, you know, I started hearing, you know, the hairy man, uh, the skookum, the Sasquatch, mm-hmm.
2: the Yowie,
0: the Yeti, it didn't start clicking mm-hmm. that that could have been what I encountered back in 2004 until I started hearing recordings and I was listening on YouTube and I went and I, um, uh, found the Ohio moaning call that was recorded by Matt moneymaker back in 94 and that was exact sounded darn near accurate to what i had heard whenever i was nine years old in randolph county illinois Uh then that was in 2004 but i wouldn't have my first um face-to-face encounter with one until after i graduated high school and i was starting college in 2015
2: right on well why don't you tell us about Um, the uh the 2004 incident then
0: well well, uh, we, uh, did you say the 2004, 2015 thousand fifteen? Four, the first one? Okay. Um, I can remember, I started actually writing in a journal and everything, trying to go and document everything that, that I've actually encountered and heard. And, and, um, uh, you'd be surprised all the stuff that you can remember when you start writing stuff down that's happened to you. Right. Um, I remember, that night like it was yesterday i was with my dad and um i was at my dad's for visitation and it was late at night and we was coming back from st louis from bush stadium from night game cardinals i can remember the cardinals were playing the Royals that night and um it was pretty late about midnight clear night um no moon and um Just your regular August night, you know, I mean, up there by where Red Bud and Randolph County is, it's all agricultural ground up there. There's a lot of corn, a lot of wheat, a lot of soybeans, a lot of barley, you name it, it's there. And then um, it was just eerily quiet that night. And we we lived with my grandfather at the time, and he lived on this little stretch of road called South Prairie Road. Uh, right outside of Bud. And um, <clears throat> uh, we got in the garage because it was a, a, a house that had a built-on garage. So there was the back door of the garage that you had to go in to get into the house. And then we're in the garage and my coyotes out in the cornfield, they just start howling and yipping and raising all kinds of cane. And then amongst them, there just comes this loud screaming howl uh, erupting out of the cornfield. And I mean, I was nine years old when that happened. I'm 26 now. The power in that thing's voice was just so powerful. It was rattling the windows on the garage. You could hear them shaking inside the pane. Huh. Wow. And I was literally about, I literally about broke the door off the hinge trying to get in the house because it was just so terrifying.
2: Jesus. Did you say your dad was out there with you?
0: Yeah. And you know I don't talk to my dad anymore and, and everything for personal reasons, but, um, mm-hmm. it, um, we were talking about it cause 10 years later in 2014, whenever I found the Ohio moaning call on YouTube, I, um, went and uh, I was just surfing. I called him in after I played it and I played it for him and I said, what's that sound like? And he goes, that sounds familiar. And I said, dad, that's what we heard 10 years ago when we come home from St. Louis. Well, he, he, he's the kind of person, he just doesn't believe in anything. And, um, he doesn't put no stock in that kind of stuff. And honestly, I didn't either until I had that encounter. I just thought it was straight up damn lies. Mm-hmm. I didn't, I, I didn't put no stock in the folklore, none of the legends. None of the reports that were given in until I had my first encounter.
2: Mm-hmm. Hmm. All right. So your dad never really talked about it too much, though, that night after, after he heard the scream?
0: What did you guys say to he'd each other? Up, he'd bring it up. He'd bring it. We, I mean, the only time he'd talk about it is whenever I brought it up. Mm-hmm. And he would just, just entertain it, and he would joke and poke fun at me about it and say that I was crazy. And he, uh, to this day, I still hear him saying that I'm crazy for still doing this.
1: Mm-hmm so that area that's not very wooded that's not uh
0: no no you can pull up google uh earth uh where south prairie road is in randolph county illinois and you can turn it on google maps turn the satellite uh switch on and you can see it's all agricultural ground very sparse and it's heavily populated too it ain't like the next the next neighbor is like a half mile down the road right there where my granddad's house sits is my cousin uh my cousin oscar and my cousin leland right next door like our property lines are like this mm-hmm. that's how close the houses are mm-hmm. to each other
1: so where do you think these things are living out there
0: you i honestly don't know i mean there's a lot of farm uh, country up there there's uh big name farmers like groman hog and seed mm-hmm. they have oh uh, they own i mean millions of acres in that county alone not counting monroe and perry county um they go and they buy up all these big plots of land to go and use for agricultural and uh harvest and um mm-hmm. you know there's a lot of old barns up there they go in and out there where all these other plots are they don't keep all their equipment on site um you know they're probably out there twice a year to go and seed it and then harvest it and then okay. treat it with anhydrous. They'll go and uh, be out there maybe two or three times total a year. Huh.
2: So they so could be hiding in those barns or something. They could be hiding mm-hmm. in the barns. Exactly. Yeah. Zach, did you say you heard right. coyotes howling and then you heard this thing? Is that what you were yes. saying?
0: Okay. Interesting.
2: Why don't you go ahead and tell us about your other encounter then, the, the next one.
0: <clears throat> well, like I said, I didn't have my first face-to-face encounter until August set of 2015. And it was right before I was getting ready to start college at John A. Logan. Um, I remember the date exactly because it's my mother's birthday. I got a call about five o'clock, five thirty that morning, um, from my neighbor rock and, uh, I, he said, Zach, your cattle are out again and our properties are right up against each other. And like I said, I live on a cattle ranch. We, we own about 260 acres and we got about 40 head of black Angus. Okay. Wow. Um, nice. So, I mean, we have, we own, we have ground, like, I'll just put it like this we have ground in two different counties. All right. So, That's um, fun. I w- And they were just right down because we have all these paddocks and everything that we rotate them year-round with, so that way they still have enough ground to go and pick. And um, they were off over here behind the house, and Rock just lives right over here about a quarter mile. So he wasn't that far, and it was just right down the fence row he said they was uh, right by my house. And um, so I, I said, okay, I'll be down there a little bit, and I'll get them. And I took the whip with me. I took the the fiberglass uh, stick with me that we used when we were corralling cattle. And I took my shotgun because in August it's squirrel season. So I had some number sixes with me. And I figured, you know, if I see a squirrel, I'm going to take him home, pop him in the ass, and take him home put him in the stew pot. Okay. Uh,
2: <laughs> so, <laughs> I, I
0: apologize for my language. No, you're I'm, fine, buddy. I'm Bob. a country boy. You're fine.
2: <laughs> just have at it whatever you however you <laughs> but, want
0: but um uh, but um i uh was de- out there and i got the cattle up pulled the fence back together and i uh, just jerry-rigged the wire back together and i was going to come back with what uh, with new wire and i was going to fix it later in the day so i'm coming back up towards the house because i had to cut down through the woods and go downhill and across the creek and across another field to get to where they were at Uh, because you couldn't get to where they were at uh, unless you had permission from the landowner that they were on. And he doesn't let nobody go back in there and ride on his property, so you have to walk in and not get caught. Uh And so I, uh, I got in, I got out, and right out here behind the house, there used to be a big grove of Russian olive trees. And if you guys ever seen Russian olive trees, you know what I'm talking about, the big old bush got the big long buckthorn thorn on them probably about uh four inches long i'll stick you right through your boot mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that was just uh, a big bunch of uh russian olive trees in this little grove behind the house and i was probably about maybe 50 or 75 yards from my house and so we um we after that we went and we bulldozed it out but back in 2015 whenever it was still there i was coming out of the tree line i was cutting through this little uh path that runs in between them and it opens up on the south on the north end and um i heard something walking and it's squirrel season i thought it was my neighbor chris because i was on his property uh at that point and um i thought you know he's probably out squirrel hunting he's just screwing around with me Mm -hmm. And I said, Chris, is that you? And I didn't hear nothing. But whenever I would start walking, it would start walking. And whenever I'd stop, it would stop. And you could hear it getting closer and closer and closer. And I'm like, Chris, you better not be screwing around with me, dude. And usually Chris is a dead giveaway if he's trying to hide because he'll giggle. (laughs) And I mean, he, he... He would be, he'd suck at interrogation. He'd be like, I did it. I'm guilty. I'm sorry. (laughs) Uh, That's how bad he is. So Mm -hmm. you would know if it was him screwing with you. And I said, and next thing you know, it started coming through. And I said, who's there? I just raised my voice. I said, who's there? And next thing you know, one of the tops of those Russian trees just started shaking and thrashing real bad. And it was hitting, it was thrashing it so bad, the leaves were falling off of it. And the leaves never fall off of it till the fall,
1: Mm -hmm. till Uh probably about
0: October. And I mean, that thing was darn near a bare skeleton at that point. And I said, who's there? Tell me who you are. I got a gun. I don't want to have to shoot you. And uh, I was trying to listen to see if, you know, if it could have been somebody screwing around or anything. Well, then I just chambered around thinking it could have been, you know, a mountain lion or something that was up Mm -hmm. in that tree making a lot of racket. So I shot in the air and this thing comes bolting right out of that Russian olive grove about 30 foot away from me. And this thing was about six and a half, seven foot tall, jet black hair and jet black. I mean, black, like black marker, black. Uh Wow. and um and then it was it just took off running whenever i fired that shot it was gone
2: on two feet on two feet okay and how long did you see it before it got out of uh
0: for about five seconds
2: okay that fast ran
0: down the hill and got in the trees and i didn't Uh. see it but i mean that thing was covering some ground it was in a wide sprint it was running faster than what usain bolt would what
2: once you once you collected your thoughts and kind of realized what happened, what did you think? Did you think, oh, I just saw a bigfoot? Or
0: yeah, did because you... I've hunted these woods all my life. I've been hunting and fishing ever since I could walk. With my uh, my granddad would take me out hunting and fishing ever since I could walk. I know, and I study extensively. You know, and I keep up to date with the DNR. What the DNR is turning loose out here. And I take in reports from other people, not just DNR that's reporting these things because DNR likes to cover up shit. Mm
2: -hmm. (laughs) Did you? uh... And
0: uh, I go and I just I took off. I ran back to the house. I come inside the house, slam the door, lock the deadbolt, collapse down by the door. And my mom was in the kitchen making uh, breakfast. And she said, what the hell's wrong with you? And I said, you wouldn't believe me if I told you, mom. She goes. Well, you're white as a sheet, and you look like you just saw a ghost. And I said it wasn't no ghost that I saw.
2: Wow. Zach, did you get but a good she look? Said, you? did you get a good look at his face at the at the face of the creature?"
0: No. Just
2: no, the it was back just of a of profile, the side view. Yeah. What? It was did a you side
0: see? view for about half a second, and then it was the uh, back view mm-hmm. for Assharp the rest of the elbows. way. <laughs> Assholes and elbows. Exactly.
2: <laughs> did you notice any kind of smell? Before, during, after you saw this thing?
0: No. Okay. Quite honestly, you know, I mean, a lot of people ask me that question. And there's only been two times that I've ever, out here in this area, ever encountered a smell. And 16 years of doing this. Okay. I've only encountered a smell twice.
2: So you're getting out and about and you're you're looking for these guys down there. Is that right? Are you going on expeditions and stuff yourself? and? heading that kind of stuff me and my
0: team do okay that's
2: awesome
1: so you're you're pretty far down there is that um are there are you in like the foothills down there are there some (laughs) caves are there cave systems down there
0: yes there is where where we are as we put it we're down here where the turkeys uh uh, crossbreed with the owls to make turkeys
2: okay (laughs) nice we we were getting a lot of um People coming on lately and talking, Zach, about Southern Illinois encounters. Honestly, it's kind of sprouted up on us here recently. Um, so it's interesting that that we get you on here and you're actually going out, heading up expeditions with your team and all that. Um, have you had anything else, any other kind of run-ins? Or can you tell us more about encounters that you, you've, you've dealt with down there?
0: Yeah, there's one of my most recent encounters. uh was back in march of this year march 9th and um and it was a an actual physical encounter i mean hands on okay and well back in at the time back in march i was working at a gas station i loved to camp and it was getting right about the right type of weather i like to go camping in and i camp in a hammock and a rain tarp so um and i got 260 acres i go out here and camp i don't have to go to to the national park
2: Mm -hmm. you got your own (laughs) national park yeah Yeah.
0: exactly but um no i went and i uh, only had days off uh on uh tuesdays and wednesdays uh during, during the middle of the week i never had weekends off so i just i'm just like screw it i'm gonna get my my stuff together and i'm gonna hit the woods and uh I went camping in this at the same exact camp. It's a little base camp I built and uh, still working on. And um, I uh, was up there Labor Day weekend of last year, the Friday before Labor Day. And something was moving around my camp, but it always stayed outside of firelight. The only way you could see it was the reflection of its eyes from the fire. Okay. But it, this time, it came into camp after the fire went out.
2: All right. Uh-huh.
0: And of course, not only that, there was a lot more going on that I was doing there at camp. I was uh, cooking that night. I went out and I bought me a little tripod for cooking that you find at Walmart. It's got the little grate with a chain that hangs down in the middle over the fire. Yep. I was cooking steak and chili that night. Oh, sounds good. Yeah. <laughs>
2: Yeah, no a a little brought thin cut marbled steaks yeah, with four chili. You'd have brought me in too. I'd be like, What you got there? <laughs> but uh So what's going what happened?
0: Well, I was here, I was struggling to keep that fire going because all the wood up there I'd had it all I'd already burnt through and I still hadn't had time to go and get it because I was working so long an hour and I didn't have time to go up there to cut trees and split logs so that way they'd cure. Mm -hmm. and and so I uh, was just grabbing whatever I could off the ground around camp trying to stock up um and it was real soft wood and you know soft wood ain't like hardwood it's gonna burn like paper yeah right so I was struggling to keep that fire going mainly because I wasn't expecting anything to happen I was just trying to keep that fire going so I didn't freeze to death like I did over Labor Day weekend and um of course that was my fault labor day weekend. i didn't have an underquill on my hammock <laughs> like this time mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. so convection got me that time <laughs> but um uh i just was trying to keep that fire going and i just <clears throat> i just have just a regular little fire pit that's made out of sandstone rocks just piled up in the circle and just to describe how my uh my uh, camp looked to you, and I had a big 12 by 15 tarp on the west side as a windbreak to keep that wind from hitting that fire and blowing the embers out into the woods.
2: Okay.
0: So, mm-hmm. and then I had my little tripod for cooking, and then I had my rain tarp over my hammock, my hammock and my underquilt. Had the side by side parked around on the right side of the hammock on this side, and uh, just had all my stuff up underneath my rain tarp. I had the shotgun with me. I kept, whenever I go in the woods, I'm packing a 20 gauge shotgun with three inch slugs in it now, ever since an encounter I had in 2017. But um, I'll tell you that one in a bit.
2: Okay. And yeah.
0: um, I'm laying in my hammock and everything, and <clears throat> I'm just chilling out. I'm listening to uh, just listening to the sounds of the woods. Uh, and I had my phone on my chest, and I was listening to the Joe Rogan Experience podcast. Um, I think he, I was listening to the old episode where he had Mike Tyson on. All
2: right.
0: And um, every so often I'd hear something move over on the west side of my camp. Well, I kept a lantern up here by the head of the, of the hammock on all night long, and then I had my little headlamp on my head. And if I'd hear anything, I'd pull it off my head, kick it on, and I'd look around in the woods. But well, anytime I'd kick that light on, everything it would stop moving. But only, but uh, it would stop moving, and then I'd get that light to somewhere else with the light still on, and it'd start moving again. So I was thinking it was trying to stay out of the light. Mm-hmm. So I shut it off, and this was from about seven, eight o'clock. Until about uh, 10 o'clock that night, there was uh, what we call around here, we call it the atomic bird. You've heard of the bionic bird. Well, we call it the atomic bird. And, I mean, this thing is just a bird that just is like a energizer bird, bunny running on nuclear power. It just keeps going and going and going and going and going, just making all kinds of whistling noise. And, it, I mean, we got whippoorwill out here. We've got finches. We've got all kinds of songbirds. We've got the mockingbird. But, I mean, this thing sounds like a bird, but it's a lot more powerful. It has a lot more decibel to it. All right. All right. And so, I mean, that thing, could you could be on the side, one side of a 100-acre field, and it'll be over on the other side, and you could hear it like it was right next to you. Okay. <laughs> and so, I actually got it on camera where it was real faint. You could hear it um on my youtube channel and then um of course in this same area i'd uh, been out with a professor from north carolina state university and we'd actually got a howl on audio recording and um i uh just really wary whenever i go in that area because that's the same area that i've had a majority of my encounters at but i've always um you know, been looking for them. This time I wasn't looking for them and they decided to show up. Okay. okay. And I was laying in the hammock and it was probably about maybe two o'clock in the morning. I dozed off about one 30 finally. And, um, I mean, this thing moved in such stealth that I didn't hear it until it uh, took three steps and it was right up on me. And it was just, one, two, three, bam, and it hit the rain tarp, with, and it hit me through the rain tarp of my hammock, and my hammock swung out like this, and I was ejected from my hammock. Okay, and wow. I, <laughs> and I flew through the air about two foot off the ground at about for about four or five feet, and I hit, I, I hit with so much force on this stump that was uh, up out of the ground uh, where it was off, it was solid, but it was still rotting. But it was still solid enough I couldn't uh, knock it down with my foot. I hit that thing with so much I broke the stump off. That's how much force I come out of that hammock with. It's like I was shot out of a cannon.
2: So this Jeez. thing, this thing actually body slammed you and sent you yeah. flying. Oh yeah, okay. it checked me. All right, so and, then wow,
0: I had and here's the thing though, it all happened so fast that all I could do was scream. I went and I hollered, get out of here. And I went and I scrambled and the shotgun was loaded sitting there in a chair right next to my hammock. And it happened so fast I couldn't even get to the gun. Mm -hmm. I gathered myself and I still had my, uh, I mean, I was in my hammock and it hit me with such force. I went flying out of there. It made my cowboy boots fly off my feet.
2: Jesus. You were in a dead sleep too, right, when this hit you?
0: I was in a dead sleep. I mean, I'm still, I'm a... I'm a heavy sleeper, but whenever I, but for some reason they went and they, I'm aware of what's going on even whenever I'm in a deep sleep. Mm -hmm. Like people go and like, for an example, if I'm in my house asleep in my recliner and my, uh, and somebody says, raise up Zach, I need to get through. I'll raise up in my recliner in my sleep Mm -hmm. and then lay back down.
2: So what happened? So I'm
0: still aware of what's going on. What
2: happened after huh. you stood up or got up? Uh, did you see it standing there? Oh, or...
0: I, oh, I crawled across the ground, and I crawled up underneath the hammock after I got the gun and kicked my headlamp on, and you could see it walking down the hill. And I could have put one right in his ass if I wanted to. He was that close, mm-hmm. and I would not have missed. Was what, it
1: a... uh, what color was that one? Silver.
0: Silver. 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 Interesting. Was he, how
2: tall do you think he was?
0: Oh, about eight and a half foot. Probably weighed about maybe six to 700 pounds. Do
1: you
2: think he That's was a big boy? Yeah, you think he was an older one and maybe he was trying to push some dominance against us do. or something like that?
0: I do. I mean, we got one out here. I mean, the majority of my encounters that I've had, other than this one, um, they've all been passive but this one is one that's been reported not just by me but all of my neighbors out here he's brazen and we've dubbed him el diablo okay i mean he's that brazen i mean he's been around here for years Uh um like our first reporting that we had of him actually came uh from my neighbor where the guy had about 30 goats and all but like five of them were killed in one night the necks were broken and they were stacked up in in the corner of his goat pen they weren't just like dogs where they're scattered about these things were laid up in a pile Wow. wow and then this thing has no problem coming up close to houses we've had this happen twice here at my house um we all live out here in this little uh, community called Attila, and there's like five or six houses right here on my stretch of road as it is and there's farm ponds and livestock everywhere out here this thing has no problem coming up to uh close to houses one time uh my mother was laying in bed whenever she was still married to my stepfather and she was just sitting up reading a book and the cat was sitting in the window. It was summertime. and We had the windows open, letting the air in. And the cat was sitting in the window looking at the screen. And next thing you know, that cat just started having a fit. he I mean, his tail was like that. And he was growling and hissing. And she looked over and she says, what's wrong, Freckles? And next thing you know, that screen comes flying out of the window. And she sees an arm reaching in for the cat. Oh, wow. That's wow. when we started keeping a gun in the house. Yeah. yeah. And then here probably about a year and a half two years ago we had the same problem because back the cats we had back then they're all passed on now we got three new cats and um we um have this the real big bay window in the kitchen i that you see in double wides um we live in a double wide out here and it's got one of those and it's got the really big big screens and so um we um my mom was asleep and she come in to make her coffee one morning and the screen is out of that window too. Window is wide open and all three cats are sitting there looking out the window <laughs> and she walked up and she looked at the cats and she said, well, she said, what's wrong, babies? And they all scattered. They were evidently on edge because
2: mm-hmm. well, yeah. they
0: were evidently watching something we couldn't see.
2: Mm-hmm. How long have you lived there, Zach.
0: I've lived here all my life. I've lived here for 26 years, okay. except for eight months I lived up in Joliet. Gotcha. And you've
2: had uh-huh. stuff going on ever since you were a kid, and this continues to go on.
0: Trust Every it. generation of my family has had an encounter since 1840 when the two brothers, Charles Frederick and uh, and uh, William Henry, came over from Germany.
2: Gotcha. Okay. Can you uh-huh. tell us any more uh, encounters or stories that you've got about? your area what's going on there
0: yeah there was one um i don't i posted a picture of, of it on facebook because i'm an artist i draw what i see or if i have a vision in my head of something you know that would look good and on paper i draw it i started drawing you know some of the bigfoot that i've seen okay. one that sticks out to me especially is uh, one that i've dubbed scar and the reason i call him scar is because one I had an encounter with a Bigfoot probably about a half mile from here that was uh brown in color, brownish black. And um, he I was so close to him I could see he had a scar on his cheek. Oh wow. Wow. why don't
2: you tell us about that
0: uh, one? Yeah I will. Um hold on. A minute. No that night because I suffer from insomnia so I'll I'll be up all hours of the night. and because i live out in the middle of nowhere there's not a lot of traffic out here so i'll go out and walk out there on the road at night and i got all this ground out here on the farm so i got freedom of it and i can walk the ground or i can walk the road i walked up and i sat up at the barn for a little bit worked on a little tractor because it was uh in mid-august of that year it was shit when was it 2016 2017 was one of those years i know it was in august Mm -hmm. um i we were cutting hay it was our second cutting of hay we do round bales and square bales to sell and we have a lot of deer out here and the deer like to get in there and tear our hay bales all to shit i mean eat them up tear them up so anytime we see deer around our hay, we go in and we'll run them out. I was out there at the barn, and I went out back up behind the barn, and we got this set of power line that run across our the middle of our property. And I went out there and I just sat down up against the power pole like this, and I was just looking up the stars. I was looking to see where all the constellations are, looking at the Milky Way, and I heard something moving down by the hay bales at the bottom of the hill and i turned my headlamp on i had a 200 lumen ozark trail headlamp and um uh, there was i down at the bottom of the hill and i was like i swear to god if them deer are down there again i am just, I, i'm just gonna pop them both of them <laughs> and uh and i walked down there to go run them out and then one of them stood up and it was tall and it, because the eyes were low to the ground, like it would be whenever a deer's bedding down. Mm-hmm. But these things stood up taller. than One of them stood up taller than a deer. And I just saw that thing get up and they just keep going and going and going. And uh, there was <clears throat> the one that I got within about 30 feet of because uh, I I wanted to keep a little bit of distance between him and me, and I had a thirty eight with me. And I was just mesmerized by it. And whenever I shine the light on him, he kind of did like this.
2: Covered his face covering with his, his hand?
0: Covering his eyes.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: But then I, I'm just like, and I would put my hands out to the side because I could see him. He was eyeballing where that pistol was in that holster. Oh, wow.
2: And I oh, put no my kidding.
0: hands out because, you know, I do believe these things are, these things are very smart than more smarter than what we give them credit for, for right. a yeah. primitive so, creature. Too. Yes.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And, um, I mean, you know, I believe that they do have, you know, some kind of a, uh, a, uh, means of communication, whether it be whoops, I even believe they can do sign language. Right. Okay. Like, Cause I mean, look at Coco, the gorilla, she can yeah. speak sign language
2: mm-hmm.
0: and, um, so I just put my hands out to the side, away from the gun, so that way he knew I didn't mean him any harm. And about and then he let his hand down, and I'm still looking him square in the face, and that's whenever I noticed the scar. Gotcha. And I looked at him like this, just looking him up and down, and his head went the same way as mine. And I'm <laughs> like, "What's he doing?" And I went and I, and I did like this. He followed my lamp to the side like this. So it was to the right and then to the left. Mm-hmm. I'm and
1: checking I'm you out, too. Huh? He's checking you out, too.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was just mesmerized. And, you know, out of a lot of the encounters I've had, I've never felt I never felt threatened one bit by him.
1: What uh, what did his face look like? What?
0: Um, big, broad nose. It was sort of like a, a, a an apes, but it had the bridge like we do. But the okay. nostrils were turned out like this. Okay. And then he had, other than that, he had red eye glow from the headlamp. It wasn't eye shine. It, his eyes were just reflecting the the lamp. Huh. Um, and it was faint enough, but you know, it's it, I believe that you know the further away you get from them, the bigger that glow response is going to be. That's glowing back at you from the light hitting them in the eyes, like right. you do with deer. You know, you, I could get right up next to you and I could shine a light in your eyes. And I won't see nothing. But if I get back far enough away from me, it's going to glow real big. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so um, did he have his and, mouth
2: open at all or did you see, notice his mouth or his, his jaw? Uh, and he everything? would
0: sit there. He would sit there because the gnats were really bad that night. I do remember that I was squatting my shoulder and everything. And he would sit there and his face would twitch and everything like he was trying to shake them off of him. Like they were trying to get in his ears, I guess. Mm-hmm. Or he'd go and he'd sit there and
2: move his mouth. Muscles.
0: Move his mouth, because those gnats would go flying around his mouth. You see him in the light. Mm. And I just looked at him. And I said, I see you, big boy. You ain't hiding from me. And he just went, mm. And then behind the hay bale, up come two females. <sighs> nice. And, and they took off walking. And then he started backpedaling, and then he turned and walked off right behind him. And they went up the hill and out of sight.
2: Did you notice they they had breasts? Is that why you said they you were the females? Okay.
0: Wow. Hmm. So
2: That's what'd you cool. do? What'd you do after that, Zach?
0: I stood there and watched them go. I made sure they left before I left.
2: Okay. Right. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. You
0: know, because we're still dealing with a, a wild creature. Yeah. You know, you don't want to go and run from a wild Don't turn
1: your back on them.
0: And you don't want to turn your back on them mm-hmm. because they'll instigate chasing them. Yep. And did, then they'll see you as prey, potentially. Did, did these
2: mm-hmm. things look uh, like a gorilla-like or more human-like in the face?
0: Well, you've seen how that video that's shared on Facebook of that gorilla walking at the zoo, slinging its arms. Yeah. Uh, but it was going side to side. These things don't do that, what I've seen. I mean, I've seen these things run before, and these things—I've seen them keep pace with white-tailed deer, running wide open.
2: Yeah, well, they—if they can catch deer, they're obviously fast enough to to run one down one way or the other. Oh, they can
0: catch deer. I saw one one time in 2016, whenever it was shotgun season, and I was out deer hunting on my property, and I was uh, on the property in Saline County, and I was down in this little valley. Facing east towards the sun as it was coming up, and I could hear something tearing through the brush up on the hill down on the north end. <coughs> and it was a white-tailed buck, just hauling ass hard as he could go. And I thought something like a coyote or something chasing him. Well, about that time, I hear something else uh, chasing him, uh, coming up behind him. And I'm like, it's probably uh, another buck running this one off. And then lo and behold, here comes a Bigfoot running wide open. And it come up and it grabbed the whole of that deer like a bull, like a PBR bulldogger. <laughs> and by one antler and his chin and twisted its neck and broke its neck and it fell over wow. dead.
2: Wow. wow. I heard that's what they do. They... It- I can
0: attest that. I mean he come right up because I used to bulldog in high school I was part of the high school rodeo and I used to I used to be a uh, bullfighter and a bulldogger and I used to do calf roping and everything and um, you know I mean that thing just run right up alongside like I would and got a hold of it around the neck then reached up one hand around one antler and grabbed around its muzzle and just yanked the shit out of it and you could hear the bones (laughs) go crack wow then and then do- it just picked that deer up underneath its, underneath its arm and took off walking.
2: Wow. That's Damn. crazy. How far away would you think you were when you saw that?
0: I was about maybe uh, 60, 70 yards, so pretty good ways. Jeez, man.
1: Yeah, I would have been like, well, I guess we're done for the day. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I, uh, I stayed in the blind until high noon whenever i could actually see because oh. and that was a good four or five hour wait that i stayed in that blind because Jeez. it was still it was it was light enough but it was still dark right at daybreak but it was light enough you could actually see the silhouette and then little bits of light because it was still foggy that morning oh. and you know even at night whenever it's a full moon and if there's fog in the on the ground that light from the moon or the sun will hit it and it'll light up the whole area.
2: Mm -hmm. Right. Zach, you've, you've had a lot of encounters and seen a lot of things. What's your, what's your take? What's your philosophy on these
0: things? I'm glad you asked that. I have actually, I'll read it to you out of my journal because somebody actually tasked me as a little project to go and make up a character profile. Okay.
2: Sounds all right. Let's hear it.
0: And anybody that goes and they hear about uh, character profile, I based it on, you know, like how uh, police officers, law enforcement does it when they're dealing with a perp. So that's how I did it. And it's all this is all uh, based off my personal research and experiences. And all educated guesses and my own personal opinion. So you take them as you are. And I do not claim to be an expert whatsoever.
2: Sounds good, man.
0: But um, character profile of the North American Sasquatch. When it comes to the North American Sasquatch, we're dealing with a flesh and blood creature that is extremely intelligent, more than we give them credit for. And my experiences, I've found that they heavily rely on stealth. And I've found that they are able to hunt successfully in groups and on their own. I do believe that they do, however, live in the family units. The size may vary. Another point I'll make is this. Like every animal, there is an alpha male and or alpha female that calls the shots in the pack. Meaning there has to be a social hierarchy. Right. I also believe that they are not monogamous. I believe that the alpha male has multiple mates or a harem, as I call it. And that step from the harem theory comes from whenever I saw Scar with those two females. Right. Right. Because I honestly, I think I walked in on them, to be honest with you.
1: Ah. Getting busy.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Busy in the hay field. That's right. Puts a whole different meaning on the term roll in the hay. (laughs) Yeah, right. It does. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yes, it does. I'll continue here from other from other researchers across the world that I have spoken to and the hundreds of reports I've read Sasquatch has no problem being vocal whoops howls, samurai chatter wood knocks rock clacks all are many sounds that have been recorded reported and I have heard personally I have also found that they are territorial and will defend it whether with distraction by leading you in another direction or by aggression by coming into your camp and attacking you. They will even mark their territory with structures made from trees and parts of trees and rocks. And I actually did a hand drawing of the some of the structures that I've actually found. All
2: right, gotcha, gotcha.
0: Like Go you've got the X structures, your teepees, uh-huh. your, your arch, uh-huh. the what I call the compass point. You'll find them in like in the forks of trees. And it'll be like four, it'll be two limbs and they'll be pointing like this in a cross formation laying up in the fork of that tree. Yeah, I've
2: seen those. What do you think they're doing these for? Is it, is it a sign? Is it a, is it a, um, this is my, I believe it's a sign.
0: I believe it's a directional marker.
2: Okay. Or I always thought maybe they were making like a little shelter or something like that for the night, but I don't know.
0: Well, um, well, like the, with the thing with the egg structure usually found at trailhead's sometimes can be believed to be used as a quote-unquote do-not-enter sign for Bigfoot. All right.
2: Uh, uh, okay.
0: TP structure believed to be used as a territory boundary marker. The bigger the structure, the bigger the male that made it, usually either freestanding or built around a tree. I found both. Okay. The bend or the quote-unquote arch believed to be a trail marker found that they are I found that they are usually bent over pointing towards a food or water source Anytime I found the archways the way they was bent not too far from there was a water source okay. or a food cache okay. whether it was berry bushes or an agricultural ground and sometimes I found them close to farms pointing in the direction of you know grain bins and uh, storage uh, storage
2: uh-huh. silos interesting.
0: Interesting. Uh, rock stacks, uh, trail markers, usually found in or along a creek bed, usually measuring twelve inches to eighteen inches tall. I found one thing that one that's found a series of rock stacks. I found I found thirteen rock stacks uh, going along in a creek bed for about a good mile, huh. running in the same creek. Wow. Oh. Wow. I don't know what they mean. I honestly think they could be using them as a travel route. And I mean, we have cameras all over out here and, uh, along where our property line is around the perimeter. And, um, they send notifications to our phones direct, whether it's photograph or, or video. And if it's somebody, all we got to do is call the game warden or the cops out here and they come and get them.
2: All right. Gotcha well that's some uh, great stuff that you got there man i'm glad you put that down in the journal that yeah no that's kidding that's awesome and it hits a lot of points that i feel similar about as well um and what brian and i are experiencing as we do this podcast together um, all, it all weirdly ties together in, in strange ways
0: some of the things you're, you're saying as well so um yeah. another important thing to know about sasquatch is that they are omnivorous there's been reports of them feeding on roadkill and eating apples and apple orchards. Even reports of them getting into trash cans and dumpsters looking for food. That last point means that they are "quote unquote" creatures of opportunity and will do anything for an easy meal. That's why I think they came into my camp uh, at first,
2: mm-hmm.
0: but then whenever I got ran out of my I, after that night back here in this past March, I got in the side by side and i was home in five minutes (laughs) and i went back the next day to tear down camp and nothing was bothered my fire pit was not bothered my hammock was not and my rain tarp was not torn down my camera equipment was still there that i left because i filmed some of my camp ads for my youtube show uh, duke randall outdoors um no other uh, other footprints or anything no the ground was too hard Uh. it was like concrete okay and um I mean, there were some kick-up marks and leaves and everything, but you weren't going to find, you know, footprints.
1: Uh-huh. Okay.
0: But, um, but I mean, even my food bag, I left my food bag there and it was not even bothered. It was still hanging up in a tree. Wow.
1: It was That's taken, surprising.
0: I actually have had food taken before back at the, uh, camp back in, the Friday, I went camping before Labor Day whenever I did the overnighter in the hammock. And of all things I stole, and I had it in my cooler up underneath of my uh, of my uh, hammock, and I had a brick on it, so that way nothing could get in there. A uh, good-sized cinder block. And it, there was a can of tobacco and a package of brats missing.
2: Oh, they took tobacco, huh? Okay. They took, they took, I mean. (laughs) That'll be interesting when they try that. Just
0: like Copenhagen. Uh That's what they took.
2: Interesting. Okay. I wonder what they did with that. Probably tried it and I was
0: like. Well,
2: Zach, man, we appreciate you coming on and telling your your stories. Um, Yeah, that was awesome. What's your Facebook group? Do you have a, a, a Facebook group? You say that you're
0: you're going on YouTube. Yeah, our team YouTube, uh, the Southern Illinois Monster Hunters, on Facebook and YouTube. Okay. okay. Um. Also, I have my own my outdoor channel, Duke Randall Outdoors, uh-huh. um, on Facebook, and then it's the episodes debut uh, on all also on the Southern Illinois Monster Hunters YouTube channel. I also have a podcast called uh wrestling with monsters
2: oh okay cool oh uh, yeah we'll have to, nice on, to check out. that out hell yeah
0: it's on spotify anchor okay. uh apple podcast google Podcasts, stuff like that right on
2: we'll check it and, out for uh, sure yeah we'll have to check that out
0: it's just it's me my cousin and one of my uh one of my other friends who's also a cryptozoologist based out of tibodeau louisiana and he's actually a shaman who's actually a retired pro wrestler
2: oh wow oh cool cool man well, once again, we appreciate you coming on and telling your stories, Zach. It means a lot yeah, for man, us that to was have you awesome. on. We'd like to have you back, too. Sure.
0: Oh, hell yeah. Just sure. hit me up anytime.
2: All right, yeah. man. Well, you have a good one, man. And uh, we'll talk yeah, to you again soon. And if you, if, you, was, if, you, if you see anything again, get, get in touch with us for sure.
0: Oh, oh we just yeah, barely scratched the surface. I got a lot more to tell you guys. Right on, bud.
2: Sounds All
1: good. Right. All right. Well, I, I we'll want to care. hear it. So.
0: Have a good one, boys. Right. See
1: you. that?
2: Wow, man! Can you believe that crazy stuff that was going on? With Zach?
1: Holy crap! <laughs> I believe I'd have shit my pants on these
2: <laughs> Having a little rendezvous in the hay going on. <laughs> I mean, jeez. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's got he's got a lot to he's got a lot happening with himself too with his with his um, live stream and podcast too. So it's good for him. Yeah, he's got a lot
1: going on. Yeah.
2: Hopefully, he uh, has some more things. Hopefully, happening.
1: that goes well with him. And
2: yeah, absolutely people check them out and again thanks everyone for listening so much um yeah again, we appreciate all of you right absolutely reach out to us uh at Cryptid Creatures anywhere that you can you can see us on on uh, facebook or instagram or in our email is info at co. again so um yeah. say hello. get a hold of us yeah let us know and um spread the word again thanks a lot guys brian appreciate another episode with you man as always oh, no, yeah,
1: another great one it's always fun
2: right on brother you take care until next time you
1: too all right
2: see it.